Hi there, it's Kath Ann, weekly host of The Homework Help Show. Have you ever wondered why profs are such sticklers for plagiarism? Today we talk about the psychology of plagiarism and why it's really important to become familiar with referencing guides. If that's of interest to you, please join us on episode 18 of The Homework Help Show. Hello and welcome to The Homework Help Show. My name is Kath Ann and this is episode 18. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing the psychology of plagiarism as well as um, the importance of using style guides and referencing guides uh, to mitigate the risk of plagiarism. So kind of an interesting topic, um, a little bit different than normal, um, but hopefully it will be of interest to you guys. Hi Tanya, Philip. Welcome to the Homework Help Show. We're discussing plagiarism today as well as uh, using referencing guides. Coach Core, you're so encouraging. <laughs> okay. Um, so really, what's the big deal about citation and plagiarism? Anyone in college or university knows that profs are sticklers for this stuff. But what does it matter that you write proper references when you are writing a paper? This week on the show, we're going to discuss the importance of citation and why students must be diligent when they're making their references uh, to material that does not belong to them or that they did not create. We'll investigate the psychology of plagiarism and everything that lies behind why students plagiarize because it's not always an intentional act or something malicious that students are trying to do um, or that they're trying to cheat the system. Sometimes there are other reasons that people plagiarize and we'll discuss that as well. So, of course, we know that plagiarism is a huge deal in the academic environment. Professors and other academics take it very seriously. Um, you can even be asked to leave an institution if you have been caught plagiarizing, which is not um, a great thing to have happen, especially when you put so much time and effort into getting a degree and spending the money on your education. But really, what's the big deal and why do students do it? I remember when I was in my undergrad, my BA, um, here in New Brunswick, and um, I was in class, I was in a logic class, it was a philosophy class, and my prof was uh, highly academic, of course, he was a professor and uh, a professor of philosophy at that. Um, and we were during, it was in the middle of a test and all of a sudden everyone was quiet and he ran up, it was one of those big lecture theaters, he ran up the stairs and chased someone out the door because what happened was that someone was actually trying to steal his test so that they could plagiarize it and give it to other students, uh, which is just not okay. So uh, I remember he was so serious about this. He actually chased the student across campus all the way to the library um, until he finally caught him and got the test back. And he was so serious about it that he discussed this for weeks and weeks and weeks after. And uh, it's been a while since I was in my undergrad and I've talked to people who have had the same professor 
since, and he still talks about that story to this day. So that is an example of how serious uh, professors take plagiarism. Um, and often it can seem a little strange to um, undergraduates or, or even any students, um, but until you understand why, um, kind of the importance of, of why we don't take other people's information, then you don't really understand why they take it so seriously. So that's kind of my example of my experience with the seriousness of plagiarism. So the reason, as I mentioned, not everyone plagiarizes because they are malicious and they're trying to cheat the system or they're trying to do something um, unethical. Uh, there are many reasons that students might plagiarize and there's actually a study from Harvard um, that suggests that the reason students plagiarize is because their course loads are really heavy and they are unable to keep up with their work. Um, some students also discuss the growing tendency towards plagiarism in the professional world. So because um, there are famous authors and other professional writers who actually do um, hire ghostwriters to write their manuscripts for them, students think it's okay um, for themselves to uh, to plagiarize or to um, engage in that kind of activity. Some students tend to believe that plagiarism wasn't a big deal because it became more commonplace. So, so for example, um, because people are have more access to um, music these days through online pirating or um, there are instances of plagiarizing people's poetry on Instagram, for example. Students tended to believe that this meant that plagiarism really isn't a big deal because it's just becoming more common. Um, and that's just not true. Uh, just because it's becoming more common or it seems like it's becoming more common, that doesn't really make it okay. So um, a Georgia State University study indicates that plagiarism is not necessarily intentional or lazy either. Um, their findings suggest that students tend to use plagiarism um, actually for some pretty upsetting reasons. So it might be uh, for ignorance or because of fear or because they feel helpless. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the Homework Help Show. I'm not sure if you're still there, but hello if you are. <laughs> um, so when students are unfamiliar with the process of how to cite things, they might accidentally plagiarize. They might not know that they're even doing it. Um, and then also because students come from a varied background, um, they come from different academic backgrounds, some don't feel prepared with the knowledge required to find proper citations or engage in thorough research. So maybe um, someone isn't familiar with the academic environment and they have difficulty doing research or maybe English isn't someone's first language, so they're, they're not familiar with the process of researching in English. Um, there might also be issues of confidence level when it comes to writing. So there are cases where students don't know how to uh, use the school library, they might not know how to use scholarly databases, or they might also learn improper citation techniques from other students or from their professors. So then they don't develop the confidence needed to be able to cite things. 
Thank you, Coach Core. I appreciate your encouragement. <laughs> um, and some students, and I think we've discussed this before, some students have difficulty determining between um, plagiarism and paraphrasing. So paraphrasing is when you take something uh, that was written by someone else and you put it into your own words, whereas plagiarism is straight up copying and not citing it um, and reusing someone else's words. Um, so there's definitely a difference between paraphrasing and plagiarism, and that can be a reason that students mistakenly plagiarize because they think it's okay and they actually think they are paraphrasing. Um, and so paraphrasing is a technique that you have to practice as well because um, just because you're using a few different words in a paragraph doesn't necessarily mean that you are actually paraphrasing. So one of the causes um, that it is difficult to paraphrase sometimes is because um, in some kind of dense, really highly technical works, um, students might not be familiar with the language or the concepts or um, the statistical information in there, so it might be d difficult for them to paraphrase. Um, so there can be all kinds of reasons why students mistakenly plagiarize. Another reason that students might plagiarize is out, actually out of fear. So they might have a lot of pressure put on them from families at home. Um, is it still frozen, Coach Core? So students might fear um, flunking out of school um, because they have a lot of pressure put on them by family members or um, by professors or by other students or even by their own expectations. Um, so they might use someone else's language or information because they're afraid to um, not to use their own words because they don't feel confident. Um, it has also been shown that students tend to plagiarize less when they're given uh, creative control over their work. So when professors implement really strict regulations around um, writing, uh, it's more likely that students will plagiarize because they won't feel confident with their own material. So that's kind of a sense of the psychology behind plagiarism. It's not necessarily always a case of someone trying to um, challenge the system, like I mentioned, um, or be mischievous. Of course, there will always be the folks who do decide to cheat on a test or, um, you know, steal someone's information or steal a test from a lecture theater. But for the most part, um, students don't mean to plagiarize. But that's why it's really important to become familiar with how not to plagiarize and the processes that you can put in place to avoid plagiarizing. Okay, so one of the techniques that can be used to address the tendency to plagiarize is by studying and using proper citation manuals. And we've discussed this a few different times on the show. Um, I did a show about APA format and MLA format. Um, 
And becoming really familiar with those processes can really help you become confident and help you not to plagiarize in the future. Um, however, studying um, referencing manuals can be super tedious and frustrating. I get it. It um, you know, reviewing your paper over and over again to make sure that you have every little detail down to the science, whether it be MLA format um, or APA format or any other format that you're using. It can be frustrating to follow style guides to a T, but at the same time, if you consider what is at risk if you do plagiarize, even by mistake, it is beneficial in the long run to become familiar with these style guides. Um, and of course, each format has its own uh, rules and regulations around it. So there is APA format, MLA format, Chicago format, Harvard, Harvard format, ASA. You get the picture. So there are a lot of different formats. Um, so really, what is the big deal about referencing anyway? And we did talk about how it can help you not to plagiarize, but there are two kind of main explanations about why it's really important to become familiar with these style guides. Um, one is that um, it ensures consistency. So you might be familiar with the fact that MLA format usually is used in the humanities, so English and history. Whereas ASA format is more appropriate for anthropological studies um, and APA is more around the social sciences or psychology. This provides consistency across the discipline and it allows research to be easily accessed in the future. So the reason for this is because there is a professional discipline built around these papers and it's really important to follow along with the manuals um, and the expectations that are set out by these different styles. But you're probably wondering, especially if you are an undergraduate student uh, or you know someone who doesn't intend to go on in academia, why does this apply to you? Hello. Bali. Um, well, as much as you might cringe when your prof asks for 10 sources, all cited in MLA format and referenced in a works cited page, there are actually various reasons why this is important. So while you might think it is tedious to put sources together, Having everything consistently organized in one place makes everything easier for everyone. So when it, when your references are all on one page, um, you can easily access those resources and so can your professor. And then when you go back to study at the end of the term and you're studying for a test, you can look back on your work and see where you completed the research you did and what that involved and who the sources were that you used. Your professor will also be able to quantify your sources much easier. So if they're asking for 10 sources, then they're going to be able to go to your works cited page and see that you put those 10 sources. They'll be able to mark your paper faster. And in turn, you will get a better grade because you have followed through on the expectations set out by the manual. So 
It also ensures that when you follow the guidelines laid out by the formatting structure that you avoid plagiarizing someone else's work. Because the um, style manuals require you to do insight in-text citations and then cite your references at the end, you are innately going to uh, avoid plagiarizing. Although these kinds of limits and boundaries can really seem limiting, and I did mention this before, that when there's a lot of structure around a paper, you are more likely to plagiarize. However, these kinds of guidelines actually allow for more creativity because they're providing a little bit more structure. So creativity, creativity as far as I'm concerned, flows more readily when there is at least some kind of structure in place. Um, so you're not just kind of freeform trying to figure it out. So when you're writing an academic paper, you definitely need a little bit of structure. Had some folks jumping on. Hello, if you're still there. I'm Kathan, nice to see you. And we are just talking about plagiarism and... Oh, it ended. My goodness. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep recording. <laughs> So consistency, another reason that it's really important to be familiar with uh, referencing style is because of consistency. I kind of mentioned this earlier. Consistency is key to academic and professional writing. So if you are going to be an academic writer, um, or even if you're just a student, it's really important for you to be consistent. It also looks a lot more professional. So for example, if you write USA without any periods in one place and U period S period A in another, your reader will notice and you will definitely lose credibility because you're being inconsistent across your paper and it doesn't look professional. Style and citation guides ensure that your usage is the same across the board. So when you stick to these um, style formats, then you are able to be a bit more creative and you will look a lot more professional uh, in your work and you'll get a good grade from your prof. Which, let's be honest, that's the most important part. So, learning these styled guides like MLA, APA, and Chicago will also provide you with an edge as you move into your career. Um, if your intent is to work in a professional setting like an office, there will be guidelines set out for you in terms of your workflow and your daily routine. As I mentioned, the structure. Style manuals are notoriously complex and tedious so if you can get into the groove of using these manuals, then you will definitely succeed in the corporate environment and the professional environment. As well, if you hope to pursue a degree in journalism or pursue a career in academia, familiarity with the, these guides are essential tools because journalism usually uses Chicago format and you are going to have to make references and of course, academia, that's a no-brainer. You're going to have to use the style manuals and be really familiar with them. So concrete rules for citation and usage styles, they're not intended to make your life miserable. Um, they're tools, and as I noted, they provide some structure. 
They can increase your professionalism and the quality of your writing. They can also increase your consistency across the board. And they also have the added benefit of giving you the confidence to avoid plagiarism altogether. Um, studying these manuals and learning these manuals, becoming familiar with them is really essential. And if you do, if you are diligent about studying them, then it will benefit you in the long run. Yes, there are some hacks that you can use. Um, there are a couple of websites available like bibme.com, I think it's called, and Citation Guide. These are some, or Citation Machine. These are um, referencing tools that will generate APA or MLA formatting um, references for you. Um, and they are really great tools if you are in a rush. However, I would highly recommend that you become familiar with the guides on your own because as I said, they are essential tools that you can carry with you into your professional life. But having said that, um, you know, if you're struggling with plagiarism or there have been some red flags on your essays before, or if you are struggling with APA or MLA format, please give a shout out to us here at Homework Help. We are more than willing to help you. Um, we are experts around this stuff and uh, we also run every uh, paper through a plagiarism checker so you can be assured that um, you're not going to be getting a plagiarized piece. Um, we also offer some tutoring um, and academic writing help, editing support. So please let us know if anything comes up and if you need any support around any of that stuff. Um, you can find us on our website. I believe it's just Homework Help Global. Look us up on Google. Um, and so that is actually all the content I had for you this week. Um, I hope in the future that you are able to avoid plagiarism and I really encourage you to become engaged with those style guides. Um, Owl Purdue is a really good resource for APA and MLA format, so check those um, guides out and become familiar with them. Um, it's a really good tool to have in your toolbox and I highly recommend it, especially if you are hoping to move into the professional world um, at the end of your degree. So that's it for this week. Uh, I hope this session was a benefit to you. And if you do wanna gain access to any more of our content, please visit us on Facebook, uh, Twitter. We are also on uh, LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, which isn't working tonight. <laughs> we are on Google+, YouTube. Um, we blog on Medium. And now we're also on SoundCloud, Anchor, iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play Music in terms of our audio content. So all you have to do to find our information and content is to type in Homework Help Global and we will come up. So that's it for me this week. I hope you guys all have a really great week and I will talk to you soon. Have a good one.